Welcome to episode 171 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary, it's been raining. I mean, <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, if you believe in prophecies, this would be the uh, Lord trying to cleanse the state. Yeah. Well, but it's the blue part of the state, unfortunately. <laughs> we got some reckoning to do. Maybe it'll wake people the fuck up. Yeah. Maybe this is what we need. Maybe I, we need people to pay attention to what is happening at yeah. the state in Tallahassee right now. You don't, you don't, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's happening. Oh, uh, you got a foot of water in your house. Oh, you just lost your car and your car insurance is going to be ten, twenty thousand yep. dollars a year now, which by the way, car insurance is also going up in Florida. Yeah. Like, oh, you, that, uh, uh. That's a problem for you? And the flood insurance in Florida, you know, they have that funny thing where you have like the two different types of flood insurance. Mm-hmm. It's like the indoor flood insurance, which is like, oh, my washing machine pipe right. broke and water's everywhere. And then there's, if there's rain like there was. So yeah. if you don't have the right flood insurance, you're screwed. Yeah. And there's been, and this is the other thing. Like, you know, this was this rare sort of storm cell Thing that was happening I mean I had people from all over the country who I know who don't live here re- texting me Same. going what's going on why are you okay people. what's going yeah. on um but rising sea levels don't really help our cause here Mm-mm. and we have ha- had problems especially in the area where this really hit hard yeah there have been constant issues for years of people complaining about water when it rains I'm and, not, now, and, and I'm not trying to say that people deserved what happened. No. Nobody deserves what happened. No, Obviously, no, no, it was no. a freak fucking storm. They're like once every hundred years or something like that. It's this crazy freaky storm, climate deniers. Yeah. And uh, but it it was a very clear because ex- I hate the person who asked Dean Mayor Trantalis this question because he's a dick. The guy who asked the question now his video is going viral, but this guy asked uh you. I'd have to point him out to you. I don't know if you know who it is, but he asked Mayor Fort Lauderdale, Dean Trentalis at a press conference, have you heard from Ron Governor DeSantis? And he was like, hasn't called. Yep. State, yeah. ag- state yeah. agencies are helping. The, yeah, they've he's been like, helpful. We, we'd state like agencies. his support. <laughs> yeah. But Governor DeSantis has not made that, called me at all. Yeah, because he's on a book tour in Ohio. Right, because he was in Ohio. So um, that is the part I want highlighted. That's the part that I want people to hear. That's the part I want people to Nowhere understand. Nowhere to be found. If you want to declare a state of emergency, Broward County can declare it, but that's not bringing in state dollars. And that's why you need the governor here to pay attention, right. to declare it, which he didn't do until the next day. Because he doesn't care. That's money you could get to fix your house, fix your car, from what I understand, right. all of those things. So, But he doesn't care. He's right. only concerned... With the presidency. That is it. That is it. The end, full stop. He doesn't care that your houses are filled with water. I saw, I, I mean, I have a friend whose house was filled, car was filled. Yeah. This is a lot of damage. It's 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 a devastating. lot of damage. It's, her, it's, it's basic, almost hurricane damage. It's yeah. the same thing that happens during a hurricane. You know, if it doesn't come off your roof, it floods inside your house. Like it, th- this is, this is what we're at. And, and. It wasn't a hurricane. Like that's the thing. No, well, that's the scary thing. It wasn't. It was. It was days and days and days of rain f- happening, and then on that that night, that Wednesday night, it was just a downpour for nonstop for hours. And because we had had these days where the ground hasn't had a chance to absorb the water that had already been g- coming down since Sunday, I think then that was it. It was a catastrophe. The sewers were the water. Everything was coming up. Everything oh, was coming God. up because there's nowhere for it to go. You know, and it was like 26 inches of rain in some it, places. Those videos of Broward Boulevard from, from, uh, like before Andrews through, uh, federal. Oh, it's what, like to the Del Mar, the yes. Del Mar, all of that was all flooded. It was and, insane. And parking lots, like water rushing into oh, yeah. parking lots. Like it was wild. It was wild. And I was like, thank God. That my house yeah. is is in a slightly more elevated area of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Even coming home from work Wednesday, I had to ride in the, I had to drive in the middle of the road mm-hmm. because there was so much water. Yeah. This isn't going to be the last time this happens though. No, it won't be, but it's a lot. That's what we need help with though. 
this is the kind of infrastructure but this things should that be, we need right. help on. That's, because, that, that's what they should be working on in that's Tallahassee. Right. That's right. Not but this, not this is the other kind bullshit. of work. But this is the kind of work that the government is supposed to be right. doing is infrastructure. This is the kind of work they're supposed to be doing is infrastructure, you know, insurance. Those are the things they're supposed to be doing, things that help everyday Floridians. Right. Because I don't want to be an asshole, but we've heard this from climate people for decades. Oh, yeah. They've said that these are the kinds of issues they're going to have. Fort Lauderdale has had problems with their sewers and their pipes for years. For decades. They've been blowing up all over the place. These, yes. these pipes have been breaking. Yes. And I don't know if those two things are correlated, but they certainly don't help to understand what's happening underneath Fort Lauderdale right now. And it's you know? expensive. Yeah. So, it's, so, but it's years of kicking the right. can down the road. And so here we are with all of these issues. And again, I don't know if it's, if I honestly don't know if it's Fort Lauderdale and their infrastructure as far as like their water pipes or their, but it's definitely a drainage issue. It's yeah. definitely a drainage yeah. issue. And, and we should be able to withstand 20 inches of rain because we do get hit by hurricanes and that those feet and feet and feet of, yes. you know, how many feet of water come down. Yes. So this is a scary thing. This is a wake up call to everyone to and understand what's happening. there are ways to alleviate it because um, that mayor in Miami, remember with mm -hmm. like, um, he had like this whole- They've been building up. They've been building up and doing these things for the water where they're like, we're not fighting the water. We're going to kind of embrace the water and it's ways for the water to work through when something like this happens. Mm -hmm. But that's, this is the kind of research that we need done. This is the kind of committees that we need people working on. This is, you know, like Hillary said, this is the work that everyday Floridians should be concerned about yeah. and should want our elected officials to be working on instead of the bullshit culture wars yeah. that they're wasting airspace on. Right. And that should be the wake up call. <laughs> like, oh my God, we've been sitting it's here so crying ridiculous. about library books and drag shows and our house is gone. Right. You know what I mean? Every book on our shelf is now gone because, you know, it's covered in water. But they don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't think they can correlate the two things, some people. No. And, and honestly, again, I think that if you are so, if you have time to go to a school board meeting and complain about a book that you want pulled from a shelf, you've got too much time on your hands because hardworking Floridians like myself and like Tina have to go to work every day. And we don't have time to talk to you about drag shows. We're trying to understand or figure out how we're going to pay to keep a roof over our heads. Right. Do we have to get another job? Right. Yeah. Do we have to, you know, how do we, what do I cut out? Of my groceries right. to be able to have an extra 50 bucks every week. Right. So that I can pay or, for my bills. Or to you know? now pay for additional flood insurance. Right. If like, this is going to be a this common This is what thing. people are, this is what, this is what real people are concerned with. When you have Moms for Liberty, which believe me, are stay at home mothers. They have nothing else to do. Okay. That's it. And they feel important for the first time since a, a human came out of their vagina. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're mom of the fucking year. But these women are Looney Tunes. I'm I, sorry. Uh, fine. But get, let's get back to yeah. what matters. Let's right. get back to what matters. Right. And and I, I hate to bring politics into it because a lot of people suffered and it fucking sucks. It really does. When I see friends of mine throwing piles and piles of their furniture and their, their things that their their that belong to them into the Out, yard into because the it's ruined. Yeah. Their floors are ruined. Their wall. By the way, you got to cut all that wall out. You're going to get oh mildew, mold. I don't want to get into well, contracting of it, right. but it's like bad shit. Right. Like, this is money. Right. And if they were so concerned about children, they would be concerned about the infrastructure of our schools because yeah. How many several, schools were leaked? Several of the schools. I think they said it was There's, upwards of this 30 happened, schools that happened. they couldn't even get into. Yeah. And I will tell you that the day before that the schools were closed, there was water leaking from the rain already Yeah, uh, in schools. Yeah, I mean, Thursday and Friday, schools were closed. And this happened Wednesday night. Oh, rain. And, Let's be clear. It's a rainstorm. Right. A massive rainstorm, but it's a rainstorm. Schools shouldn't have to close for that reason. Unless no. there's flooding in the roads and we can't get through the roads, right. which Thursday I get. Why are we closed Friday? I understand the some damage. schools can't be open. And they even said on Monday, they're going to see what schools can be open. You better believe my daughter's going to be walking to school. That school's right. not flooded. Like they better open these schools. I'm like, this is taking away from edge. Do you see why right. infrastructure is important? Like no. it affects yeah. everything, everything. And their families whose cars are destroyed, who can't get their kids to school, who can't get to work. Yeah. You know, these are the people who we should be concerned about. If you're so concerned about schools, 
right? Yeah. That's what you should be. So you should find out how can I help the children at my school now who have been affected or who might not be able to live in their home now? Yeah. There's people displaced. There are faculty members displaced. Yep. It's out of, I mean, people were, people literally (laughs) couldn't get home and slept in their cars on the side of the road. Yeah. Freezing on the side of the road with water coming in the car. Couldn't get out of the car. Couldn't had nowhere to go. Uh, It's frightening. Yeah. And it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable that we are living in a city as rich as Fort Lauderdale. We're not a poor city. Mm. That this is happening to people in the city? It's crazy. It's crazy. A couple other things. Uh, I guess I'm going to bring these up now because, I, you know, we're recording two episodes tonight. So we're going to try yeah. to spread out the stuff from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, definitely, definitely wanted to talk about um just touch on that the second person was reinstated in memphis yes um and i mean in in uh in 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 tennessee but memphis was the county that he was from and they were able to reinstate him which is great but also there's a a video that leaked it's very long but you should go find it and it's a leaked video of the republican house members talking about all of this and it was so interesting complaining about being accused of racism right because some of the republicans obviously we know because uh the the white representative uh didn't get expelled and so that means some of the republicans turned and changed their vote and so in this meeting this closed door behind the door somebody's audio recording meeting and they were like how could you do this to us now you made it look like we're racist because you are racist assholes and he's like we didn't you and the guys was the guy was saying I'm a lawyer. You yeah. didn't make the case. You didn't ask her any questions like you asked the other two guys. There was nothing on the record that said blah, 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 blah. Right. So, so it made us look, anyway, I thought what I thought was very interesting in the recording was that the Democrats, one of the reps said that the Democrats are coming for Tennessee. And if the Democrats take Tennessee, we will lose the Republic. <laughs> like that they, and they said, and he said, this is war. Yeah. And I thought, I feel the same way. Yeah. This is fucking war. We're at war. And it's good versus evil. Yep. And we have the and youth thinks, on our side. But he thinks he's good. See, he yes. thinks he's saving the republic. Because he's got God on his side, Hillary. Right. So so we are at war. Let's not fucking, let's not beat around the bush. We yes. are at war. Let's go. And so I, I hope Democrats are saying the same fucking thing behind closed doors. Because lives are on the line now and have been. You know, it's time. It is time. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is um, Diane Feinstein. Now, oh, I goodness. have not minced words and neither has Tina. We had an entire episode a few episodes back called Pack It Up, Grandma. <laughs> where I told Diane Feinstein, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And Tina's like, I want to be respectful. I want to be yeah. ageist. I said, no, go home. She needs to go home. She needs to go home. Well, she's 99 finally, years old. No, How she's old 89. She? Okay, same thing. But finally, thing. <laughs> finally this week. She's 89. I thought she was 90. It has finally come out that Diane Feinstein, who has been out of the Senate now for months and has missed, let me get it right, has missed 58 votes in the last month because oh. she is out with shingles, which is an illness. <laughs> Fine. She was in the hospital. I'm she's sorry, finally at home. She's at home. She's been shingles. working. She's shingles. Okay. I but mean, she's shingles sucks, but like she's 89. She's missed so many votes. She's also on the judiciary committee. Now the judiciary committee is who confirms federal judges. Oh God. So all of Biden's federal judges are waiting for Diane Feinstein to come back to this committee. Oh my God. And we don't have time for this. So now, do you know what's happening? Now people are calling for her resignation. Like a lot of people, including the House, US House Democrats are calling for her resignation. She should. Um, now what she's asking for and the people around her, which is the most ego-driven, self-centered shit I've ever fucking heard, is that they put a replacement person in there until she comes back. Now to do that, what? to do that, Just Tina. Just resign. You need to one of two things has to happen. You need all 100 senators in the Senate to agree Girl. to let them put a Democrat in there. Uh-huh. And if that doesn't That's happen, because happen. why would Democrats, we would never do that for a Republican. Right. Um, they'd have to have 60 senators say, okay. Now that means 10 Republicans would have to agree to let Democrats put someone in that position. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Why so it's she time for time? you to resign. And have them place another Democrat in there while somebody runs, well, someone's already running for your seat, but we need to have somebody else in there. 
but why she will not do it. Why she is even sit, why she even ran the last yeah, time? Well, that was is beyond me. That was a big, you know, a lot of Dems. You're 89 in, in years California old. didn't want her to, and they were called uh, sexist, and they were called ageist, ageist and all of this. Listen, I and, get and it. I have to tell you, we are teetering on the point of Biden. Okay, he's going to be 82 when he gets reelected. 82. He, I can't tell you, I'll tell you again. I told my mother yesterday and she's like, well, no. he has a stutter. Same thing he said, yeah. she, you said to me. I said, no, I'm going to tell you what I told Tina. I don't give a fuck. It's not the stutter. There's something else. He's old. He is old. He's sound, and, and, and I'm sorry, but I interpret that. You just want him. You There's want a weakness him, to it. You want him to go with the tapioca pudding. But if you see him those, standing those, next to DeSantis on the stage, it's not going, per, no. per, perception or whatever that is, it's not going to be good. Maybe it's they not should good. put that, uh, that new fil- the teenage filter on Biden on the TV. Have we? Can, Actually, we, can we talk we see about young Biden? Let me ask you a question. Now, maybe maybe I'm jumping young the gun. Young Biden with tapioca pudding. Maybe let me let me ask you something. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. But can we talk about Gavin Newsom? Oh, can we talk about not Gavin Newsom in four years? Can we talk about now? Gavin Newsom in two years? Okay. Can we please? Can we please make the way for a Gavin Newsom who would destroy? Ron DeSantis. Oh, destroy him. Absolutely, without a doubt. I mean, he's, he's balls. But I don't know enough about him. Like, don't quote right. me because I got to figure out where he is. But I know he's Democrat. I know he's on the issues. He rips but DeSantis he pushed, apart all the but time. But he does push. You know, he did that whole uh, Walgreens thing. Like, oh, you're not going to sell the abortion pill. Like, buy Walgreens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so he does take stands that are are going up against a corporation. or You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he doesn't. Well, we need that. He doesn't seem to mince words. But also, I'm not from California so you know when you're in your state you know your people a lot more than yeah you know others. I just think it's time like it's time uh, I I just wish you know I feel like as Democrats we do this where we can look at Biden and say Biden has done a lot I I, I will say that he has done a lot he has had a lot of accomplishments he's under the radar there has not been the drama that we suffered under with Trump where it was a constant everyday Yes. It's like living in Florida, but like the rest of the country felt what we were feeling yes. here all the time of like, I mean, what is this president going to say? What is he going to do next? What is the, you know, because it was constant. It's, uh, it was a, you know, attention seeker. And we don't have that with Biden. And I appreciate that a lot. Of course. But at the same time, I feel like as Democrats, we sometimes can recognize like, well, maybe, maybe if we need something else where Republicans are just like, you know, if Biden was their guy, they would be like, you know, he'd be but, strapped with machine guns and that he would be the guy. But why? Let me ask you. See, you know what I mean? And so I like that issue. we can do that. I mean, I like though, Fine. I think we need to do that. I do too, but, but here's I the don't thing. I do how the other side does, can't do that. Here's the thing. There's something to be said. There's a lot going on here of why she won't resign and why her staff, who have probably very been with her a long time and very loyal to her, won't say something to her. There's a lot of things happening. Number one, and in the center of it is ego. And there's something to be said about bowing out gracefully. If she had done that a few years ago when she ran, she could have said, thank you. She had a storied career. She was in San Francisco with, with Harvey Milk. She served with him. She, she has a long, long storied career. Some bumps that I'd like to cover, but one day I, I would love to do the one with she put the allowed the Confederate flag to fly outside the San Francisco City Hall. Oh, but God. I think that there's a lot to say about her service and the time she's put in. The end of your career should be as graceful and powerful as the time that you served. And it shouldn't be people calling for, don't call people ageist for telling you, like, we lose one senator, we, we, we're, we're out. We're like, screwed. so what are you doing? Yeah. Do for the good of the party, which is what you should be serving for all the time anyway. It's for the people of California. It's not for you. And so not stepping out or not suggesting she does if you're in her staff is a real, er- it's an error on your part. And now here we are where you're in the hospital and you can't right. vote. And judicial judicial judges. That like we federal, need. That federal we judges, need. Federal judges that, yeah, we're watching right now what happens when Trump put a record number of federal judges on the bench. They're over, they're taking away abortion pills, which is the safest way to have an abortion in the United States of America. And the Supreme Court just gave it a pass. Let's see, it's Friday, 6-17 at 4-14. It's a temporary, uh, on April 14th, it's a temporary, temporary. hold. Yeah. But we don't know what happens in the next couple weeks. And the Supreme Court decisions are going to start rolling out soon. So we don't know what it's going to look like, but we know how important federal judges are. Biden has picks waiting for months 
it, I unacceptable. Mean, it's unacceptable that Un- she's holding acceptable. this up. She's holding it up. You have a job to do and you're not doing it. I'm sorry about your health. Get the fuck to work or get the fuck out. Period. We don't have time for it. I'm so fucking sick of people sitting on their hands and my friends across the aisle. Fuck you. (laughs) If you don't do your fucking job as a Democrat, I just heard something that like, Rosalind Osgood had to have a conversation about the um about the, the don't dra- say gay yeah. and all. Excuse me, yeah, Doctor Osgood. Yeah, excuse me, somebody who should have been thrown out of her seat in the school board <laughs> because you were called up out of that out of that uh that court. What, what was that? That de- that uh grand the jury. Deposition, yeah. You you know what I mean? You slipped out of that and ran for the Senate and won that seat, but you should have been removed just like Donna Corn and all those other motherfuckers. And you're going to go up there as a Democrat of one of and how, no. a handful of yeah. fucking senators we have in the Florida Senate and have the nerve to have to have a conversation about where you stand as a Democrat. Yeah. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. There's people out there well, protesting, sleeping in the rain in tents, trying to protest this fucking place and make change up there in Tallahassee. And somebody has to have a conversation with you. Girl, no. How, how do you know? Absolutely not and, ever. And I don't even understand like why, like I get why the conversation have to, has to happen, but I don't understand why it has to happen. You're a Democrat. Vote for what's right. You know what? The end. Here, here's the thing. The end. <laughs> yeah, but, but again, yeah. but again, <laughs> but again, it's- it's our favorite R word, religion. Yep, that's it. It's our favorite R word, and I'm sick of it. Yeah, you have your own private belief. I don't care, but yeah. don't bring it into your decision for we, what is good for the people. And we say the same thing to Republicans. What we're asking for de- of Democrats is the same we're asking for Republicans. Right. Your faith should not be informing your vote. No, that is not the thing that's supposed to be happening. And unfortunately, we see it in federal judges. We see it in the Supreme Court. I mean, in that whole thing with the the the, 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 the mother's the house, house, the mother's house. We talk about this shit almost every other week Clarence on the Thomas podcast wife, of uh, people mother. getting kickbacks. And how many stories have we covered of people getting renovations oh. at their homes and they're landed in jail? And this guy, yeah. you think he's going to resign? You think he's going to resign? I I don't. His think mother's it. house was bought by that Harlan. Corin, what's, yeah. what's his crow? Bought the, the same guy who took Clarence Just, uh, Thomas out on, on the, fucking the mega vacations. Yacht. Bought Clarence Thomas's mother's house. Immediately did tens of thousands of renovations, and she still bought the property next to it yeah. to increase the value of her property. And she's still living in the house. I never thought I would say this. I never thought I'd even see the day. We're four fucking years into this. That the king of the muck is a current Supreme Court justice. Yeah, he's the king. He should be because out. Because we covered his wife. Yes. Let's not forget that he's married to someone who's the queen Shady. of the muck, who Shady. tried to overthrow the United States government yes. um, two years ago. And he's still sitting there. And frankly, why should anybody take any decision from the SCOTUS bench? Why should any Democrat go along with whatever decision they make. Yeah, they should be like, f- go fuck yourself. Yeah, John Roberts, you Chief, know what I Chief mean? Justice Roberts like, has- There's no integrity. There's no integrity in the highest court in the land. There's no integrity and we're gonna go before you and grovel and beg for your decision when you're corrupt. He's gotta get off of the bench. He's got to get off of the bench. He's got a big fucking shit on his plate and he better start eating it because I'll tell you something else I read. Remember when I covered Ginny Thomas and she was working for a firm that would recruit lawyers and she would get them to work in the Supreme Court and she would get them to do clerk and she would be like a a headhunter almost. Guess who else does that and makes hundreds of thousands of dollars every year? John Roberts' wife. So this is why he's not going to do something about it. They're all fucking making money off of this. You know what? I it, it's like it's So why and, would he do that? We've said it before. We've said it before. It's time to like we got to trash everything and start mm. over. Because Girl, matches, these, la- matches. these lifetime seats for any of these judge positions, no. No. It's time. And and the way that we pick them is it, not fair either. You know, I, I like there needs to be a, a more objective sort of process. Um, not this, you know, I get to pick, then you get to pick. And the same thing with like the, the mapping of the country, like all of this bullshit needs to get out. There's gotta be a better, more intellectual (laughs) and more, more even fair way to do Uh, it. A reality show host put four, 
three or four judges. And not only did he put these judges on the Supreme Court, he picked young, that they're going to be there forever, ultra conservative judges that will affect generations and generations of Americans. Bunch of Catholics. Like if there was ever a time to acknowledge that lifetime positions appointed by a president was a bad idea, it was under Trump. It's crazy. It's crazy that we're in a different time. I, I wish that people could think about what life was like, you know, hundreds of years ago versus what life is like today. You know what I mean? And like, think about how our country has expanded and changed. There's so many things. But there's there's also like, there's so many things. There was a rule of law that actually mattered. You know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg wasn't like the biggest personality in the room. Right. She, when she would talk, and even when she talked about Roe v. Wade, she should have said it should have never been approved at the Supreme Court level because she knew, she predicted, here's what's going to happen now. It is going to be picked apart state by state by state. And right. it'll be, it'll disappear. And that's exactly what has happened. But when she'd say that, people would, oh, she was not like a big personality. She wasn't a Judge Judy. You know what I mean? She was very black and white. And that's what you want in a lawyer and a judge. You want black and white. You don't want personal opinions. No. You want someone who's going to say, here's how we can figure this out. And just this look is, at the law. Analyze it. That's analyze it. and interpret. That's what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to be hanging out at parties with, with Congress members. On mega yachts. They're not supposed to be, yeah, and, and and also, but also Amy Coney Barrett. All of them. And, and what's, the, what's the guy? Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh got all his debt they, paid off. They go to you parties I mean? in D.C. With, I, with Congress members of, that are in Republican Party. That is not supposed to, they're not supposed to be mingling. They're not no. supposed to be friends with. No. That is conflict of interest. We have three branches of government for a reason. Go make friends somewhere else. Go make friends somewhere else. You don't need to be friends with Ted Cruz. Who wants to be friends with that asshole? Uh, well, and, 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 and the anyway. last thing, let's just do it real quick because then we got to move on. Uh, we can do everything else on the, on, when we record it in an hour or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, it just happened last night. So how could we not yeah. talk about that the Florida legislature passed the six-week abortion yep. ban with exceptions um, and Governor DeSantis at 11 or 1045 mm -hmm. at night surrounded by a gaggle of women and teenage girls. Yep. And and I'm sure signed you're it say into this. law without cameras, without the press, without well, without with no public fanfare. Well, no, he did have people around him, and he did say as he was signing it, they're all standing there, and he goes quietly, "You guys can start cheering now." Yeah, and because then they were all they were standing all, there like yeah. this, and then they were all like, "Woo!" Like, what in the world? This is a weak, insecure man. He wants well, to try to pretend that I'm everyone. So glad you said that is excited yeah. about this bill. They're right. not excited. You force them into a room. They probably don't even understand some of them, the teenage girls. Probably I can't could even not, fathom. There was a girl standing there, a teenage girl, looking down and she was signing it. And I was just staring at her and I was thinking. What is she thinking? What, yeah, what is going through her head right now? She has no idea. And maybe she does have an idea, but she's religious or she, she thinks this is a sin. Like whatever her ideas are, she's, this girl is staring at him sign this and what a pivotal moment in her life and what how what impact is this going to have on her her friends her friends her maybe her children her, her sisters her whoever and she's staring at him sign it i mean to be that close to this you but can start cheering now the insecure <laughs> part is what i really was thinking about on my way home today because i thought what am i going to say about this that i haven't already said and i got to tell you I can't really pay attention to what's happening. I pay attention. I know everything happening, believe me. But I look at Twitter and I go, uh, okay. And I close it because I'm so mad. And I can't, uh, you know, I've got 10 million other things hanging over my head right now. And the last thing I can do is scream and burn everything down and cry about a six week, six week abortion ban that I knew was coming already. Right. Right. I was prepared for it. But here's what I do want to say. What is the scariest thing to men, certain men, are women that have control. And so what we see, let's let's take away the women who support this because the woman, right. the president of the Senate right now is the third woman who's ever been the Florida Senate president, loved this bill, was standing right <laughs> next to his desk. So let's take the women out who support this because they've got a whole gaggle of issues I can't even I, get into. I can't. I, I can't I, even, I I can't love, even unpack I would love the self-hatred that, that they have for themselves and for other women. So let's take them out for a second. But the men from the dawn of time and to today, 
and we do it in our stories and we hear it all the time. Women will always be the brunt of insecure, no intelligence, low self-esteem, no confidence, impotent men. We will always be there to take the burden of you. Yeah, We will always be the ones blamed for your incompetence and your lack of success, your lack of sense of humor, your lack of, like I said, whatever it is, whatever 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 your insecurities are, it's for some reason for these men, it is really important to them that they have a place to put that blame. And when they get power, watch out because this is what they do with it. They want to control women and it ripples down to our, our daughters, our girls. It, this, this is a ripple effect against all kinds, every aspect of anything you could imagine, financial, school, career, home ownership. This is a ripple effect through all of our lives, not to mention the fact that we are forced to give birth to babies. So I, I, I was thinking about all of the men that I've loved in my life, how lucky I've been. One of them wasn't as on my side, but the rest of them were smart feminists and how those men do exist. Yeah. They don't take out their bullshit on women. But when these guys, when these insecure, no brains, like fell into this job, get a little bit of power, they want to target the weakest among us, women, children, LGBTQ, people of color. They want to use that power and wield it in a way that is so evil and so wrong. When I tell you that I, when I was pregnant both times, I didn't know at six weeks. I didn't, the first time I didn't even know I was, I wasn't trying to get pregnant. I obviously was with my son, but I was not trying to get pregnant with my daughter. It was a surprise. I didn't know at six weeks. I saw a tweet today, a woman who was trying to get pregnant. She, she was found out she was pregnant. She couldn't even get into the OBGYN until eight weeks. So do you see, if you don't have a regular OBGYN, good luck getting an appointment. So they can say that abortion is still legal here, but the restrictions on women is so devastating and so wrong and will take a very long time to fix. And I don't know what else to say to my fellow Floridians except get condoms yeah. And get birth control, birth control and do everything you talk can to, your kids, to protect to your kids, yourself. Yeah, your we are, we, we have children who are about talk to become to teenagers kids. and we know what teenagers are up to. Yeah. This is a very scary time. And I got to tell Especially, you, there's nothing scarier than what is happening right now. And, and I don't know how else to, what else to say or how else to explain it or what else to tell you. I, I, it is, is something we knew was coming and here it, and is, here it is. Yeah. And, and there's nothing we can do about it. And the, nothing. the thing that is most upsetting is again, the hypocrisy of, you know, forced birth, but no safeguards in place for childcare, for you know, any services to provide young mothers because nope. they're going to be young mothers they who stripped are, all those things are away. not going to be able to afford having right. this child. And then this perpetuation of poverty and all of you know, like they don't give a shit. No. They don't give a shit. And I did want to mention that, yes, like even though this went into place that right now, right now they're waiting for the 15 week abortion ban to be upheld and it's still being reviewed by the state Supreme court. So Abortions are still legal in the state, but we know that that the conservative court isn't going to go our way and that it's this is going to eventually be law. And it's a shame because Florida has been sort of a safe haven. It's been a place yeah. for people to South. come to in, in the, the South. South. It is. And now where are they going to go? Where are people going to go? And and well, here's something they did pass that I thought maybe I should bring it up at the same time is they've they've created these things called safe havens and um Basically what it is, is this clear box. It looks like a NICU box, you know, when you go to the NICU and the baby's in the, like the clear bin almost or something like a cradle, but it's clear. Um, Those are going to be installed at um, fire stations and you can put your baby there. No questions asked. They've made sure that that's a bill that passed. So no questions asked after you give birth, put your baby in that box and no questions asked, you know, because why would you ask questions? We don't really want to know your story. We only give you 30 seconds to tell us why you can't have that baby, right? Right? So then you're forced to have the baby. 
Yeah. It, and then we're going to put it in a box and then it's going to go to an agency, foster care or who in knows a broken what. foster care system. Oh my God. In the and, state. And, and overcrowded. Yeah. My God. So, so I, at least, I, I, you know I, what? We got those boxes though. So you know what? <laughs> Carry the baby. Good luck to you. Give birth somewhere, well, wherever other, you're going to go. Unless the, you're hiding it, you'll get to give birth in your bedroom. And then just just trot on down to your local fire right. station and drop the baby. No questions asked. That's what they kept saying. Oh, my God. No questions asked. The other thing, though. That's I've got the, questions. <laughs> I've got lots of questions. The other thing that's First upsetting. First one, how dare you? <laughs> the, the other thing that's upsetting about the bill is um, the rape and incest piece is you have to have yeah. documentation. From the police. Documentation that you were raped. Mm-hmm. Documentation that you're a victim of incest. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. How do you have documentation of that? How do you have they documentation two, of that? Two out of I, 10 I, women actually go to the police. Two out of two 10. Two out of 10. And I think it's, is it four out of six women? I forget what the stats are. But I remember being a young person in college mm. and I can tell you several people I know, victims of assault, and it, and it goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. I, I, and that's I, if they believe you. No, nobody right? believes you. If they, if the nobody believes, believes you. you. Nobody believes you. Right? It has to be documentation from them. So it's like, it's again, like, again, let's keep victimizing just like the, victim the other, victimizing Just like the other the ado- uh, abortion bills. You have to get permission from your parents. You got to get permission from a judge. Now you got to get permission from a doctor. You got to get permission from the police. When are women going to be trusted with their own fucking bodies? When is that going to happen? When the fuck are you going to give me the respect I deserve as a human being walking this planet just like you? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Give women the fucking respect they deserve. Don't you have, I'm going to bring out the old trope. Don't you have mothers? Don't you have daughters? Don't you have sisters? Believe women. Why the fuck is that so hard? And this is why I don't go on Twitter. Do you see? Do you see? Do you see? I just don't understand it. Why do I have to go to the police, the judge, the, the, fuck you. Fuck you. I shouldn't have to go to anybody. Mind your own fucking business and let me make a decision with my doctor and go home and deal with the fucking repercussions that I'm going to feel for a really long time because I was raped or I just went on a date with a really fucking shitty person and I don't want to have their baby. Sorry. Right. Or you're in a committed relationship and it's not the right time. Financially, people can't fucking afford it. There are so many reasons and it's not your business. It's nobody's you business. you imagine you bloated pieces of shit? I'm so sorry no one wants to fuck you. I'm so sorry. That's not my fucking fault. You piece of shit motherfuckers. Tina, God damn it, <laughs> Tina. Oh my God, I'm so fucking mad. Do you see? This is me going, I don't know. I'm just going to talk about the abortion bill. Yeah. And then it all no. fucking comes up. I can't fucking stand it. I can't stand it. And it goes nowhere. And, 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 and here's, I'm seeing fucking spots right now. Here's the worst part. We live in a state where there's no fucking hope. We don't have goddamn Tennessee representatives who will stand on the floor. And I love our, I, I, this is not the Democrats that are elected fault. No, Please no, believe no, no, me. No, no, no. They fucking bled sweat and tears on that fucking floor this last they session. All talked, and believe me, they we're going to get they Lauren all, Book yeah. on here. We're going to get Senator Book and we're going to have her sit down and talk and maybe talk hope, but she's no bullshit and she will tell us what the fuck's going on. But I'll tell you right fucking now, we have no hope here. I don't. We're not changing shit. It's only going to get fucking worse. It's only going to get worse. And you want to control every aspect of our lives. You want to fucking reach into our bodies and control us. It's fucking madness. It's madness. <sighs> Sorry. No, it needs to be said. All right, let's get thank into God. this. I, thank I can't, God for Hillary. I can't. And, and I'm, I apologize to, I'm sorry. No, I, I can't. I, we I can't. need it. I, I'm this so is, fucking mad. It, so we are, we, mad. And then, you know, what really fucking burns my ass too, and this is why I knew we were going to go long. And you know what else burns my ass is that when I say I don't have hope, I have no hope in the local party either. Like this is the kind of bullshit where it's like you hear about these fucking games, you know, all this bullshit with elections and 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 the letter, the anonymous letter that nobody wants to fucking talk about now. All this bullshit. You know, you think about what's on the line. What is on the line? And you want to fucking play games with me, motherfuckers? You want to fucking play games with me? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm the only one, y'all fucking drop it like flies at the Broward Democratic Party and y'all want to talk about me on this podcast. <laughs> and I'm the only fucking one who's telling you what the fuck's up. Tina too. 
We're the only fucking people actually talking about it. And that's why you're dropping like flies over there. Because you're fucking running scared. And you should be. Because women and girls' lives are on the fucking line. And you want to talk about behind fucking closed doors. We all know what you're up to. Just because somebody says it out loud doesn't mean it's not true. It's fucking real. And we see you and we know what you're up to. And so that's what pisses me off. I will never, no one will ever tell me what the fuck to say on this podcast ever. Don't ever fucking think you can tell me what to say on this podcast ever. Let's go, girl. Fuck that. Woo. I will not be silent when I'm suffering. She's suffering. She goes to fucking school every day, worried for her life. We have children in these fucking schools. And you want to fucking play games with me? We this don't candidate, have time. that candidate, this, uh, who's going to do, I know who you are. And if there wasn't an election tomorrow morning, I would name your names, but I will do it next week. If I need to two weeks, two weeks, but there's one person <laughs> that I, I am fucking dying to go after. And I'm, I will do it. I will do it. It's coming. Uh-oh. Get Ready, you can Uh-oh. block me on Facebook all you want, Woo! girl. Uh-oh. Block me all you want. <laughs> this isn't Facebook. I coming. It's coming. All right. Well. <sighs> oh my heart. My heart's beating so fast. <laughs> and now for our episode. <laughs> oh shit. I go. It's you my go. turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing we cut these uh in half. <laughs> This needs to be said, though. It needs to be said. We are, I mean, the flood, we are drowning. Yeah. And I say it every time. Literally. We are literally, this week, we are literally drowning. And we don't have time, and we can keep saying it, but we are... It's we petty. Are, the petty bullshit is so fucked. It's so fucked up. It's and it's so short sighted. When you, that's why we've been losing for so long because of your petty short short sighted bullshit. You don't see the fucking long game. And guess who does? We know who. Republicans. Republicans. They play the fucking long game. And they are That's why they're still winning. That's why they're still winning and will continue to win because you want to fucking play games and play. You think you're playing chess and you're playing like fucking Parcheesi, some old fucking game. And the Republicans are outwitting you at every turn because you want to fucking play games with your friends. Patty cake in the corner with your friends and nobody pays attention to you. Nobody gives a fuck about you. They're but too you comfortable. Think, They're yeah. too comfortable. You think you're important. Broward. You think you're important. Too comfortable. You are not. Imp- nobody gives a fuck. Nobody outside of the Democratic Party <laughs> knows who the fuck you are. Nobody. You think Paul Renner, the Speaker of the House, you think Governor DeSantis knows who you are? You think any of the people who actually wield power in the state know who you are and give a fuck? They don't. You wield power in this much space. This much space in this much and you're the wrong person because it's ego-driven. It's about you and what you want and not what's best for the people of Broward County or the people of this state. That's wrong. That's wrong. All right, let's go. <sighs> uh, you know what? I don't, I don't have fucking time for it, motherfuckers. <sighs> Today. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Because I, I wasn't being funny. I couldn't get my funny bone going today. And I thought, <laughs> why is that? Oh, because there's a rage coming. Yeah, well, it needs to be said. Hey, I'm Lauren. And I'm John. And we host the Beard Out Podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Beard Out. And a lot of other things. We're funny. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I told him to say. Good job with your I script. Listen. Yay. Uh, but no, seriously, we try and pair a beer with a Weird Al song and talk about both things and go where the conversation takes us. It's fun. I promise. You'll like it. Yeah. I mean, if you like talking about random things as well as, you know, fine craft beers and some wonderful craft music. Here we go. I'm covering former chief of staff to the governor of Maryland, Roy McGrath. Okay. Okay. So Roy McGrath was born in Greece in August, August 9th, 1969. He graduated from St. Mary's Riken High School before attending the University of Maryland College Park, where he earned a a Bachelor of Arts degree in government and politics and economics in 1993. After graduating, McGrath spent 18 years at the National Association of Chain Drug Stores, a trade group based in Northern Virginia. 
McGrath first got involved with politics at 18, becoming a member of the Republican Party and later forming a young Republican club in Southern Maryland. In 1991, he served as a congressional intern and assistant to the U.S. Rep. Uh, Wayne Gilchrist. Um, in 1992, he chaired campaign activities for George H.W. Bush in Charles County, Maryland, later serving as an alternate delegate to the Republican National Convention, pledged to Bush, and worked on Larry Hogan's unsuccessful campaign in Maryland's 5th Congressional District. Uh, McGrath later worked on Hogan's gubernatorial campaign in 2014, serving as the director of the group Lawyers for Hogan and overseeing early voting and Election Day operations. Okay. So... Larry Hogan did win that governor's race in 2014, and McGrath served as a member of his um, gov- the governor-elect's transition team. Okay. He later joined the Hogan administration as a senior advisor and liaison to the Maryland Board of Public Works on January 21st, 2015. He left that position on July 1st, 2015, and in December of 2016, uh, Governor Hogan appointed McGrath as the director of the Maryland Environmental Service, where he described himself as the CEO of the agency. So while director of the MES, McGrath used state funds on personal expenses. Oh, here we go. Including a $50,935 Chevrolet Suburban, $63,000 on remodeling and furniture, Hmm. and $50,000 on trips to Naples, Miami, Israel, and Las Vegas. So home remodeling and (laughs) trips. This sounds so familiar. I mean, there's a SCOTUS. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't aware... I'm not allowed to do that. Oh, wow. Wow. I know. He also received employee incentive payments of $117,932 between September 2017 and September 2019. During the COVID-19 pandemic, McGrath was named by Hogan to the state's coronavirus response team. Now, meanwhile, he's doing all that and nobody knows that all that's going on. All that money is This happening. incentive. Yeah, he Must just, nobody nice. knows any of that. So in this capacity, he spearheaded efforts with Operation Enduring Friendship, a confidential project that saw the state purchase 500,000 COVID-19 tests from South Uh-oh. Korea for $10 million. What? 500,000 tests for $10 million. That sounds crazy. Yeah. According to, okay, so then on a side note, according to prosecutors, McGrath began secretly recording meetings with other government officials on his iPhone around this time, which violated Maryland's wiretapping laws. Ooh. So like, why is he doing that, right? Trying it was to blackmail people? <laughs> Maybe. Um, so with all of the things that he was doing, the COVID and the, the, the MES, running MES, um, it was with these efforts that, the, that led the governor Hogan to appoint McGrath as his new chief of staff following the resignation of Matthew A. Clark on Mar- May 26th, 2020. Hmm. So here comes McGrath, right? So here comes the scandal. In August 2020, the Baltimore Sun reported that McGrath received $238,250 severance package that included a year's salary after voluntarily leaving the Maryland Environmental Service, which was approved by the agency's board of directors in a private online meeting on May 28th. So he gets this job as the chief of staff and as he's on his way out, he's like, hey, how about some severance? And gets this $238,000. According to federal prosecutors and investigators, on like a Zoom call they make this yeah, decision. Yeah, well, because it's May 20, 2020, oh, it's yeah, COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, according to federal prosecutors and investigators, McGrath attempted to delete any mention of the compensation from public meetings following the vote because so he what, knows that they're going to be because people are going to be like, "Why the hell did you get this severance yeah. package?" And if any press looked at right. it, so according to okay. McGrath defended his severance package, writing in an op-ed uh, for the Sun that MES quote operates more like a business than a state agency, end quote. Remember he was calling himself the CEO? And that he was entitled to a corporate-style golden parachute. So he writes an op-ed defending this $238,000. Of course, it's a huge fucking scandal. And he ends up resigning as the chief of staff on August 17th, 2020, four days after the story was published. So Governor Hogan, yeah, Governor Hogan, of course, denies knowing of the severance payment and ordered an audit of the Maryland Environmental Service uh, following his resignation. And so we know what he was up to, right? Democratic Party leaders of the Maryland General Assembly quickly questioned the payout with House Speaker Adrian A. Jones and Senate President Bill Ferguson released a joint statement calling for calling its disclosure, quote, truly shocking and asked the Joint Committee on Fair Practices and State Personnel Oversight to hold immediate hearings to look into why the payment was made. And the co-chairs of the committee, State Senator Clarence K. Lamb and Delegate Eric Barron, promised to investigate the payment. 
Before the committee's first meeting on August 25th, McGrath sought Hogan's help, asking him via text to intervene on his behalf. <gasps> so he's texting the governor. The and governor's Hogan, probably like, stay yeah, away from me. Yeah. He, listen, he called for the investigation, which, yeah. you know, good on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But why would he think now that this guy's going to help him after he's calling for the I investigation? Know. I don't know. It's he's like, do me a solid. Yeah. yeah no. And Hor- Hogan, of course, did not respond to the text. Instead, <laughs> left him on read. Yeah. Instead, he immediately released the text to the committee. <gasps> We're doing the investigation. Oh, shit. Yeah, listen, oh, he's, not shit. he's not dumb. He's not dumb. No. Okay. So, but but by the way, this is what we need. We right. need accountability amongst our right. own, our own right. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, this is your party. Yeah, of course. If he's a piece of shit, you should fucking say, I don't right. want you to do with this. Right. So he did. And during this first meeting, um, MES board members testified that they were, quote, probably misled, end quote, by McGrath into believing that Hogan wanted them to approve his <gasps> payment. In September 2020, former MES deputy Beth Watchton testified that McGrath routinely prevented her and other employees from seeing expenses related to the Environmental Business Leadership Conference, a series of MES events that they held each year. So he's he's probably running it through that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Later that month, the committee took the rare step of authorizing a subpoena for McGrath, who testified before legislators in December 2020. During his testimony, McGrath repeatedly declined to answer questions, invoking the Fifth Amendment to the United States Constitution more than 170 times. I'm sorry. If you have to uh, invoke that more than like yeah. two times, you're guilty, right? I mean- It's it's Rick Scott it's vibes. So, yeah, it's it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. So in September, 2020, Democratic leaders of the Maryland General Assembly announced plans to reform the Maryland Environmental Service following McGrath's tenure. In December, 2020, legislators introduced the Maryland Environmental Service Reform Act of 2021, which changed the management structure and oversight Mm -hmm. of the agency. And of course the bill passed and was signed into law by the Governor Hogan in April, 21. Okay. In May, 2021, the Joint Committee of Fair Practices and State Personnel Oversight released a report on its investigation into McGrath, which suggested that McGrath McGrath flouted state personnel rules, received questionable reimbursements, and mischaracterized the details of his severance payment. Mm-mm. The committee's final 82-page report was <gasps> released in May 2022, which highlighted a pattern of questionable expenses and self-dealing under McGrath's tenure and called on the Maryland Environmental Service to take legal action against him. I mean, that's two years. And this is the other thing with this kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. How much in taxpayer dollars yeah. to put this, to do to the investigation and put an 82 page report. Yeah. It's a lot of time and money. For real. And again, like there's other things that I'm sure the people of Maryland like need done. Yeah. But also here's what also happened at the same time is that in like during this is happening is uh, federal and state prosecutors are also investigating. So not just like looking at the, you know, the assembly, like, the law oh. is coming in, right? And they start investigating. So on May 5th, 2021, McGrath was indicted by a federal grand jury on charges for wire fraud, misconduct in his office, and improper use of state funds. He lashed out against the state prosecutors in a Facebook post later that week saying that it was, quote, politically motivated bullies, end quote, that were after him and that he was confident he would, quote, the ex- exculpatory facts will come to light and speak for themselves, end quote. Listen, Facebook, if you are on Facebook, Facebook. defending yourself, we've got oh, a problem. God. There's a major problem. It's like such a granny thing to do. Later that month, U.S. District <laughs> Court Magistrate Thomas M. D. Girolamo okay. approved pretrial. <laughs> I butchered it. Back to probably an old country name and I really screwed it up. Sorry to your ancestors. Approved pretrial release from McGrath requiring him to surrender his passport and firearms. Ooh. In November 20. 2021 McGrath pleaded not guilty to criminal charges in federal court if convicted he would have faced up to 140 years in prison well hey uh 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 yeah. thomas john roberts thomas, john thomas. roberts and yeah guys can you just like <laughs> help us yeah. yeah, maybe uh, do some investigation. Listen, do, do some investigation. I have an idea for saving some money on the court. Yeah. Try him and his wife at the same time. <gasps> Try her for her charges Ooh. at the same time. Put him in matching they his, matching, his matching, and her yes, prison cells. Yes, yes, yes. You yes, know, right yes. next, so they can serve and together. And his and her jumpsuits. Yeah, perfect. We'll that do pink and blue. Cute. It's fine. Yeah. We'll do cute. It'll be yeah. fine. In November 2021, McGrath claimed that Governor Hogan had expressed support of his severance package, releasing screenshots of text message conversations between him and Hogan, including (gasps) one where Hogan wrote, quote, I know you did nothing wrong. I know it's unfair. I will stand with you, end quote. 
Uh-oh. According to Michael Ricci, a spokesman for Hoagland, the governor sent the message before he learned more <gasps> details about how McGrath obtained oh the severance package. Oh my God, Hoagland must be like, why are you dragging money into this? Yeah, bitch. Ricci also Dang. disputed, he also disputed other emails released by McGrath calling them a complete, a quote, complete fabrication, end quote. In June 2022, superseding uh, a superseding indictment which alleged that McGrath had forged a memorandum from Hogan that approved his severance pack payment was issued was issued against McGrath. So, you know, he's still, like, he was writing, you know, yeah. he made up all kinds, like, paperwork was made up. On October 5th, 2021, the same day, McGrath was indicted on federal charges. He, he was indicted on state charges for multiple counts of unlawful intercept and misconduct for allegedly recording conversations with the governor, cabinet secretaries, and other officials without their consent. And he was due to stand trial for the state charges in July. Uh-oh. So, are you ready? COVID? No. No. Are you ready? McGrath's federal trial was originally scheduled for October uh, 2022, but was delayed until March 2023. Oh. However, he failed to appear in court for the beginning of his trial, prompting U.S. District Court no. Judge Deborah Boardman to issue a warrant for McGrath's no. arrest. Did, where is he? He Did he, did he uh, uh, take off or something? Wait, hold on, girl. Let me get to it. I'm about to get to it. Hold on, Kathy. Kathy's texting. The United States Marshal Service launched a manhunt for McGrath, whom they now considered a fugitive. During the manhunt, the FBI tracked McGrath through a known white Cadillac Escalade and multiple cell phones that McGrath used after going into hiding. Also, I'd like to say that he lived in Naples too, by the way. He had a house in Naples. He was here in Florida all the time. Wow. On April 3rd, 2023, so... 11 days ago, FBI agents sought to arrest McGrath at the 10700 block of Kingston Pike in Farragut, Tennessee, firing at him. He was in the car. He was shot, <gasps> arrested, and taken to the University of Tennessee Medical Center where he died. No! He wouldn't get out of the car. Dude, just, I mean, 140 years, you know he'd end up with like 60 months. You know what it's- I mean? At the end of the day, all these people get off with like bullshit sentencing. I mean. Is it worth to like get shot and killed in your caddy? It's fucked up. The Washington Post reported that in a document, law enforcement said they believed McGrath shot himself (gasps) during the traffic stop, but that it was unclear whether the self-inflicted wound or shots from law enforcement had killed him. Now this is still, we don't know yet. he's shooting himself and they're shooting him. But we don't know yet because it's still so new. This was like 11 days ago. We don't know anything else except did what happened in the car. Like we don't know. A spokesman for the FBI declined to say whether McGrath shot himself, describing it only as, quote, an agent-involved shooting. Wow. Yeah. So this, like, this just is, happened. No, this is... This just happened. This is insane. Yeah. This is insane. I think he probably... I mean, I don't know, but... But it just... It's somebody who's on the run. You're on the run, though. You're in the car. It, may, it makes it gonna, worse for you if you run. They're not going to shoot you out of the car. Unless maybe they saw the gun, maybe he pulled Unless it up. He pulled the gun, and then they st- said gun, and they started shooting, and he was going to shoot himself. We don't know yet, so that's the end because we really don't know what. I don't know what happens yet. Maybe I should have waited, but I thought it was too. No, good. and no, I, I mean, thought there's if, what else can happen. He's I thought dead. if Tina sees this, she's gonna do it. So <laughs> I had to grab it. <laughs> I did not see it. I did yeah. not see it. Isn't that nuts? It's insane. Yeah. I can't believe there was a standoff. Now, do you that think he skipped I know town. that he was married, and then he's in a Cadillac? I mean, Jesus. Yeah, and I know he was married. Nice so, do you car. think that they go after the assets to get the money back? Like, they go after oh. the wife's right? Don't they get the well, house? Like, have don't to, they try to? Uh, I guess it depends on the state because I know some states like they can't go after where like your home. I guess it's going to depend on like how do they buy that house, right? And do they still they try wanna... the case so that they can have the authority to do that? Don't they have to find him guilty before they can do that? I don't know. That's so weird, right? Yeah. Can you try someone if they're dead? And if they run, does that mean they're guilty? Or well, no? I mean, I mean, I know I've seen I've seen I the mean, movie The Fugitive. Well, I, I've I mean, seen that movie. OJ ran and he's, he said he was innocent. You know what I mean? Oh, so please. who knows? You know, please. I had to bring up a, there was another yeah. white car. It was a white Cadillac, <laughs> a white Bronco. This is a step up. Thing. This is a step up though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was a good story. Uh, you liked it? Yes. Oh, good, good, good. I mean, that was a shocking ending. Now I got your story. Yes. All (laughs) right. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast.
To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.